it's a new year and hard not life is back we're still dedicated to the new core of hip-hop and you know i go through this whole big spiel about what hard not life stands for but we basically here for hip-hop to discuss hip-hop as a culture and an industry in our communities in this country and in, in, in the world uh we no longer recording in one of the most authentic spots in new york authentic <laughs> Rest in peace to Freshthetic, the home of Classic Material. We are still powered by Classic Material. Shout out to the OG Carlos, who is still the big homie and benefactor of the gang. Yo, you shout out to the next step in evolution. <laughs> You're with us in spirit. You could also find them online. Don't forget about that. Of course. So, you know, if you want to cop that fresh gear, you could always do that. Yes, ClassicMaterialNY.com. I am your host and moderator, Lion Goodman. <laughs> Another quick rebranding <laughs> because Melton decided to uh, troll the shit out of me or open my eyes, however you want to see it. I'm, I'm here to kick the tires. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they were a little flat on that one. Thanks, though. And would my co-host like to introduce himself? Hey, what up? It's DK Marco, New Jersey's juggernaut. I would just like to remind everyone that Hulk Hogan is racist. He's not racist. He just doesn't want niggers fucking his daughter. Especially if they're not basketball playing niggers. And we have uh, our guest. Well, he's not a guest. We got the homie here, Melton. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, Melton. And you probably heard our EP, Mika. Featuring Mika. Hey, what's up? Rebranding. Yes. It's the it's the year of the rebrand. That's what it is. Nobody told me. I'm still Kane Marco. The Kane Marco, as a matter of fact. I feel like that. You could drop the, the. No. Yeah, just be Kane Marco. <laughs> no. Or you could just be Kane. No, there's a whole reason behind the name and the spelling. Oh, is it because of that dude? Is the dude that you want to beat up? There, oh, wow, I forgot about that. Remember oh, when we were going to... Where were you going? Oh, it's South By. I was, there's a there's a rapper in Texas that goes by Kane Marco. But there's also a rock band that goes by Kane Marco. And Ooh. then there's also another rapper called Kane Marco. That's why I'm the Kane Marco, spelled all one word. Oh. You yep. should beat all of them. Then. I mean, Except I for the rock group. Don't I gotta get... Them. Well, not. I'm not trying to fight, but like I just got to get more famous than them. You are. You're low key. I don't famous. know if you're ever gonna be more famous than the K Marco, the Juggernaut. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm not New trying Jersey to be. You know, juggernaut. I'm trying to be like DJ Green Lantern. Like he's not more famous than Hal Jordan, but you know, everybody knows who you're talking about. DJ, that's fair. Oh, DJ Clark Kent. That's oh, a good, that's yeah. a good one. Word, word. <laughs> we did that episode though. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> did a whole episode about hip hop and comics. Yes, we did. It's a great one too. Can we talk about this? awesome experience that was the i'm fairly new so year's eve party can i just say fade everyone in this room had a distinctly different experience <laughs> at the party <laughs> i just want to point that yes. out most I had, I had, that's funny that's the most dual, dual roles of of latecomer and babysitter that is hilarious. Uh, oh <laughs> man! Are we telling no. all the truth? No, no, no. no. All right. no Let's no. please see, not yo. Do so, because <laughs> we could, because we might could tell or show all the proof. Oh word! Oh Wait. man! Yo, yo! I forgot to take a picture yeah. of that. Oh my yo, god! Damn. That's I will, amazing. I will be sure to drop that. That. Oh, that's amazing. 
thing you most, gotta put it on the yeah. IG. Most beautiful, beautiful so, picture of my co-host, the so, K-Marco. <laughs> Uh, December living his best life in yo, 2019. December 31st, uh, December 31st, the Hard Knock Life podcast sponsored the third annual Fade NYC New Year's Eve party. We had it, Beverly. Shout to Leah for letting us do yes. that. Shout to Mika for setting that all up. We had phenomenal music provided by illustrious producers uh, Milton, aka Not Marine D. Modern Marvel, the most talented man in New York City. We had DJ sets from PZ World Peace. Shout out to Pat, new job swag. Some Total, one of the best producers you ever heard of. And Nothing New, also one of the best producers you ever heard of. Follow both of them online and myself. It was an amazing night. Everybody did their thing. Milton also provided a wonderful Muppets video for people that yes. get really drunk and stare at. Shout to Which my- was awesome. It was so dope. It was so dope. Yeah, it was awesome. It is work. Yo, uh, shout to Mike Lou from Tuesdays on the creating the flyer. Thank you once again. So a couple highlights of the party. If other people have highlights, just jump in and tell me what their highlights are. Obviously, Milton and Marvin uh, performing. Super highlights. I saw Marv perform before then, but also Marv came up out of nowhere and was just like, because we had some technical difficulties, like, I'm going to just do this half hour DJ set and do a production set. Shout to you, Marv, for coming in clutch. Shout to Milton to like also getting the video up while performing at the same time. Um, Who else? What other shout outs? I got to shout out my friend Philomena for taking care of me. So, unbeknownst to everyone including myself i got really sick that night i had whatever stomach bug was floating around so on my way there i thought i just had to fart and poop uh did both neither one of those helped at all so i was going back and forth between hosting and being the host with the mostest and curling into a ball in a corner on my friend's shoulder i dj'd for an hour and a half gave it my all this is my jordan flu game a lot of people in the building said it was the best DJ set they ever heard me DJ. I was on the mic. I was talking shit. I was introducing people. It was amazing. I sat down. My stomach hurt. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I didn't have any alcohol at all. That night, I had a little, I had a couple sips of champagne. I'm lying. And these two girls just had to like take care of me while I just sat there and kept falling asleep. I would go to sleep, wake up, introduce the next act, go back to sleep, wake up, say, are y'all still having a good time? Go back to sleep. It was amazing. There are Polaroids everywhere, courtesy of Milton once again. Wait, I had, I had some Polaroids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mika took some Polaroids. Thanks. Just shout to all the beautiful women there. My God. It was just, it was just wonderful. Like, it was just... If Drake had acknowledged this child from birth, like that's the feeling I had looking at the crowd there. <laughs> oh wow! You mean like it's, a proud father. It's twenty. Yeah, word, word, exactly. Thank everybody that came out. Thank everybody that showed up. The weather was shitty. Yes. It's Fuck. Yes. But y'all still packed that motherfucker out. It was it was rainy, but it was pretty nice nah, out there. People, I was overdressed. Yo, no, I mad people dressed. said they didn't want to go out because of that Fam. weather. And people showed up to the party. And you know what? That's what's up. I stepped outside for two minutes and came back a changed human being. <laughs> That's yeah, no. how hard it was raining. If it, wasn't, if it wasn't our party, I probably would have just stayed home. Word. Don't watch TV. I mean, you almost you know, ended up. <laughs> okay, let's not talk about my experience at New Year's Eve. Word. But let's just say that everyone did a really fabulous job Word. from what I remember. So and maybe, thank you, everybody. Yes. Goddamn. 
Thank you, everybody. And you that. never know. You might want to check the feed because we might be back there. Yeah, we might be back. Might be yes. back. It's a little, you know, a little. Watch out. Oh, don't. Oh, no. I'm going to cut that out. Okay, don't. I'm going to beat that out. All right. I'm going to beat that out. You're going to beep good. it out. But Let's see. Hour. 2019 is going to be uh, great for for Fade NYC and for Hard Not Life. I just want to say, like, it was so. We walked in. It was vaginas on the TV screen. Walked out. It was Muppets on the screen. It was yeah. an amazing night. And on to the, the topic at hand. We are in award season. Or we're, we're in the middle of award season. And the Grammy nominations were announced for 2019 Grammys, but they're for music From the that comes out in, 20, in 2018. And there's always excitement, disappointment, and, and simply the nominations. And so here we are taking a uh, as thorough of a look as we can at hip-hop's relationship with award shows, the Grammys in particular. I We can start with a little bit of uh, history. Um, the first time the Grammys actually acknowledged the hip-hop was in 1989. The, they opened up the rap uh, with category. The with the GOAT? The greatest of all time? Ja Rule? God. Ja Rule? What? No. no, no, we're no. Gonna do, not yet. We're going to do an entire episode about Ja Rule. I'm, I'm claiming it in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready we're for the do, smoke. I'm ready for the we're smoke. We're going to do a whole episode about Ja Rule, after which I might need protection from Irv Gotti. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Ja Rule, bless you. We're talking about the greatest rapper from Philly to ever live. I don't think Lil Uzi Vert was alive back then. No. Well, number one, Tariq Trotter <laughs> no. wasn't active then. It don't matter. We're talking about Willard Smith. <laughs> the second. Is that actually his name? No. Yeah. Uh, Willard? I, I don't know. Not I don't know. know. <laughs> the Fresh Prince. Well, I, I want to point out that uh, Lord Jesus, that is yeah. <laughs> Willard Willard Carroll Smith Jr. Yeah, that means there's two niggas out there. Put some respect. <laughs> there's two Willard Callards out there. I don't, I don't get it. Actually, there's three because his son is Trey. Are you serious? He did that Why to his did son. I never realized that Trey was a nickname, <laughs> and I thought this he nigga did that to his was son. Trey the whole time. Yes. Yo, oh, I no. thought his, his name was Trey Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it is. <laughs> For shame. <laughs> but, uh, like ever. The point that you were making. Oh, is that Will Smith can be considered the greatest rapper of all time? Don't at me. At not Marinthi. At, at got, me. <laughs> he has all the stats for you. But that was the first time that they acknowledged hip hop and they didn't even televise the category. Yes. They, they treated us like sound design at the Oscars. The first time the Grammys decides to acknowledge hip hop and most hip hop artists decide to boycott, including Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff. If hip hop has had this long standing issue with the Grammys and other and other American music awards, are we looking for their acceptance? Are we looking for acknowledgement? 
or if is this just another level of competition that you know niggas out of the hood just want to conquer if you look at the history of the uh, Grammys, I don't know if quote unquote niggas out of the hood are the ones that are constantly winning this award. So I don't know about that. I think what I would say is that this is just another, it's a stat. It's like making all NBA for an NBA player. It's something to put on the mantle. And it's also, it's also a tangible evidence that you have crossover appeal and that you are part of the larger zeitgeist that's outside of just the parameter of our world of hip-hop and it's important if you look at everyone and i'm just looking at people that have won a rap album of the year which started in 1996 every single person that has won this award has had major major crossover appeal and were like transcended hip-hop in some way even if it was for a short time you go back in 1996 the first winner was naughty by nature for poverty's paradise naughty by nature i would say was one of the one of the things that helped build up MTV, like as a brand, and helped them like move forward when hip hop became a thing. Then it goes on to the Fugees, and we all know that that produced Lauryn Hill, one of the most iconic artists of all time, and not to mention the Haitian sensation, Wyclef. <laughs> I just I feel bad. Is John Forte <laughs> back in jail? I, I forgot. Um, yeah, he got out, and then they nabbed Praz. <laughs> As a trait. No, isn't huh? yeah, Proz is in jail right now, isn't he? Yeah, tax evasion. <sighs> <laughs> I don't feel bad for anybody that doesn't pay their taxes. Yo, but after that it goes P. Diddy, Jay-Z, Eminem, Outcast, Kanye, Ludacris, Drake, Macklemore, Kendrick, Chance. Every person that I just named has owned owned um the psyche of music for a moment. There's no one way around it. Not only that, the majority of them have had ventures outside of music, whether it be clothing, whether it be movies. Hell, some of them have entire radio stations and tech companies. So once you've won that Grammy or once you're acknowledged by the Grammys, you've hit a certain level of fame. But I don't know if it has, when we're looking in the like the annals of hip hop, if it should definitely be a determining factor between who's better than who. I have a bit of an issue with that consideration and that is the voting population that um, is actually deciding on uh, who wins these awards. There are about 13,000 voting members. 21% are women, 55% of the voting membership identify as white, and 28% are people of color. Then there's the 17% who, who declined to disclose. It's been an issue because they decided to induct 900 new members in 2018 that were either female, people of color, or under 39. So going back to one of the reasons why they were boycotted in 1989, you have a whole bunch of people who are not from the culture who, who might not even appreciate the, the music itself deciding on who has a better record. When you're making music in the United States, you kind of look at the Grammys as like, this is, this is the overarching award. You've seen Michael Jackson win this multiple times. Um, and this is what you grow up achieving, you know? It's like, if you own a soul food restaurant, you still want like a Michelin rating, but that might not be like the thing that you strive for because you know you might never be recognized by it, by that governing body because they're not here necessarily looking at what you do or like trying to rate what you do or even understand fully what you're doing. But at the same time, you know that there's a certain gravitas that comes with that sort of rating. And it's the same thing with the Grammys. Like, I don't know if people 
want a Grammy other than just knowing that once I want a Grammy, that means that I've achieved a level of fame where I'm truly like I'm validated by all sorts of people. You can still be the illest rap dude ever and never won a Grammy. If you won a Grammy, that means that you've you reached a certain amount of success. And that goes hand in hand with, you know, making music and getting out of whatever situation you started from, especially if you're looking at music as a way to like do better or get out of your current situation or, you know, make money. So your family is out of poverty, you know, so like winning a Grammy isn't necessarily a bad thing. I don't know if people like shoot for it. Like the only thing I care about is a Grammy. To say that you reach a, a, a certain level of success or like a Zenith uh, creatively would would Nas agree with that? Nas's Nas's um, Grammy snubs, even though I don't like him, are as notorious as Leonardo DiCaprio's Oscar snubs. Would you Would you say? So like Nas never won a Grammy, Snoop has never won a Grammy. I think Fat Joe's never won a Grammy. I disagree with the premise of what you just said. Putting Nas, yes, you okay? Kane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Nas is not on the same level as Snoop and Fat Joe. As far as quality of albums coming out. I'd, no, wait. Oof. I feel like I need to clean this up. No, no. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Maybe Do you remember should. the No Limit years with Snoop? Mm. <laughs> well, I, no, I, well, I can right. say this. Right, sorry, I can say sorry, this in ahead. any particular year. You can look at a Snoop Dogg album and probably find another album that's better. Right. In that particular year. I don't know you can say the same for Nas every time. That said, it's possible Nas was up for a nomination in just a bad year. It was just the wrong time for him. I I don't disagree with that. <laughs> when you look at Leonardo DiCaprio, right? I mean, there are different categories of movies, but for the most part, movies are movies. Like, there's way less, there are way less movies being made than there's music being made and consumed. For the most part, if you really wanted to, you, you kind of know what the full body of movies that came out that are going to be considered for this honor are. Whereas with music, it's like... So it just seems like when you're talking about movies that the pool is much, much smaller than the pool when it comes to music. Because all of these music albums from the, uh, the rock EP that like someone's favorite band from 40 years ago put out is allegedly getting the same consideration as you know a 25 track ray schremer album that's coming out because the pool is deeper with music that's why the snub doesn't seem as great as it did with leo because we're seeing him put out these movies like year after year after year and the, the pool is much smaller and especially when it comes to like oscars like oscar bait movies to just we all, we all know that that collection is much smaller, so it seems like more grievous. Whereas with Nas, like Nas has been nominated a bunch of times. How many times again? He's been nominated 13 times. And for everything that Nas does, he puts out really good projects. I don't know if he ever puts out a project that dominates the landscape. We talk about it. We admit that it's good when it's good. But when was the last time he made a transcendent album that wasn't attached to controversy and whose lifespan outlived the controversy? Like the Untitled album. Was that as good as the controversy it stirred up? I don't know if it was. 
Well, it well, it's not even that. Mm-hmm. The Carter Three was that year, so like. But it's also like that wasn't one of Nas's best albums. It wasn't that good of an album. What else was on it besides? Go ahead. Yeah, graduation came out that year. Yeah. So. But that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, dog, when we're talking about dominating the psyche, like that's the whole thing about the Grammys. It's not just someone had an album. It's like what dominated, which usually or it feels like what dominated the idea behind it. Even the year that Malcolm Moore beat out Kendrick, for us rap fans, we're like, this is a travesty and this seems like it makes so much sense. Uh, you can't, you have to admit that that Malcolm Moore album had legs. Like it was everywhere. The songs being played everywhere. And he had a song... That, yeah, but that resonated at the right time for a social change that was happening. I got I got to disagree with you because oh, Malcolm Moore would disagree with you. Malcolm Moore. I'm not, listen, listen. This isn't me saying that Malcolm Moore should have won over Kendrick. I'm saying that there's a story and I understand how people who aren't locked into hip hop and just like the average country like dude that writes about country or the dude that writes about rock might not have listened to Pimp a Butterfly, but there was no way he didn't hear Thrift Shop. You feel me? Or the radio, if, you, if you're working in Top 40's music and you're a radio host and you have a vote, you've played Malcolm Moore's music, you probably never played anything off of Good Kid, Mad City. When you're no, bringing up, I, then sorry, I can't, it's Butterfly, right? Then no, I can't, it was Good Kid, it was it Good was, Kid, it was Good Kid, Mad City. That was the album at the high speed. Well, I, then if you're talking about all this clear bias, I don't see why you should vi- why you should value the the Grammys opinion uh, or chase that kind of success when these people clearly are not voting with any sort of authority. If you're not taking the time to understand this and you're just going by name recognition or you know there's people always talk about the effort that record labels uh, make in in wooing the recording academy uh, voters but now it just seems like a popularity contest and it has no reflection on the on the music at all it's n- it's not about that it's about the the reports you look at media base you look at soundscan you look at all those and that's what the people who are voting are basing their their votes on cuz you're looking at what was the what was the number one song this year? What was the number one album this year? And it's all Billboard charts. It's all I, I disagree with that as well because the Billboard Music Awards, which is talks about, which is actually looking at the metrics, the sales, the the the, the streams, the spins, uh, where you see Bruno Mars in two thousand well two thousand eighteen's uh, award ceremony swept and won all six over uh, Hove, who had eight nominations. When you actually look at the Billboard Music Awards, Ed Sheeran is collecting all of those awards. When you're actually looking at the metrics, Ed Sheeran is the more viable candidate. Yeah, but that's between a certain genre of music because you can't put Kendrick and Ed Sheeran at the same in the same. But thing. they they were they, you're looking at they top could be well, album, yeah. the album of the year, the album and and. I don't think I don't think people really thought hip hop was going to make it into the mainstream, and I think that until recently, people haven't looked at it as being pop or pop, yeah, at all. Because even at you know Fuse, that was one of the biggest things was like, oh, you know, hip hop wasn't their genre, but they realized 
how popular it has become and they had to get versed in that and that's why they brought someone like me into the into that world because they needed help and that was the thing like that you know without people understanding the culture they're not going to vote for those types of artists so now that you were saying in the like the grammys they brought in a bunch of people right in 2018 where they were like people of color women all this stuff and then you know they got to vote but it was still so a I, majority I feel like of white people so we're talking about the the introduction of, of rap into the award in 1989 that is 20 29 years uh this is the 30th year yeah we're really saying that's that's our entire lifetime yeah but that's for a mainstream. lot of people that's mainstream it, hip-hop was never mainstream they were put into the urban category they weren't on pop radio you didn't listen to that like that was the whole thing it's such a different way of thinking from the music industry business to like what is actually being heard within people's cult like between the cultures or in the culture so again i feel like the cards are really stacked against hip-hop and yet time and time again we continue to kind of go back to think of hove at one point boycotting the grammys and then to see them to see him sitting front row while you know all of his eight nominations are unfulfilled i asked the, the question what's the point if we're talking about this is a zenith it's like are we just chasing acceptance it's not really about chasing the Grammys. The thing is like overall acceptance. Like this is a bigger, it's just a bigger stage and a bigger platform, which leads to bigger money, you know? Like when you say your Grammy award winning Jay-Z can demand a certain price from Pepsi more so than like random dude Jay-Z, you know? It's when you're, when you're already touching an, eche an echelon of that level, then that's when these conversations come around like Grammys, like did you perform at the Super Bowl? Does someone grandma know who you are? Like my mom and my grandma don't know who Jadakiss is, but that's still in a lot of people's top fives. So it really depends about what you care about. And the, us as a whole, like hip hop as a whole, I mean, I don't even know what the line is anymore because like we're, it's very splintered. I see part of it every Sunday, you know, rap is out of control. And it's a very, very small part of hip hop where like people are lauding the West Side Guns and the Benny the Butchers over anybody else in the world whereas you go listen to hot 97 in the morning and it's just like yo juice world might be the next big thing and he amounts for way more than somebody like solomon childs or ufo feed you know i think as a whole hip-hop looks at the grammys just like oh that's cool i guess nice he's getting money or she's getting money and like we we like when you're in on this thing that we're talking about but honestly because our tastes vary so much when we're trying to differentiate who's better than who, you know, to ourselves. I don't know where these awards stack up. I don't know where these what these awards really mean. I don't think the I don't think the Grammys mean anything like I mean, I think it's more of like, hey, we need to be recognized as people who do make music. And I think that's what the stand was where. You know, people are getting nominated, but nobody was actually getting the award. So now that they opened it to people that listen to that type of music, I think it gave us a voice. Like, it gave hip-hop a voice. And it's like, oh, okay, now we kind of are getting our awards and we're getting recognized for the work that we're doing. Two points that I want to make following that is just I remember how excited I was when I saw the nominations for last for 2018's Grammys. Uh, and it was stacked. And to see that many, let's say, black artists lose out. Uh, to see 
Bruno Mars. I, I can I get it. Bruno Mars, best album. I mean, it, it ran everything. But best R and B album. But wait, wait. Are we talking about are we talking about the Grammys? Are we talking about the Grammys? Billboards or no? What? We're talking about the Grammys. Grammys? Uh, okay. the Bruno Mars. It was it was incredible. But for Bruno Mars to win over Scissors, Control for best R and B. That that was an R and B album. That was a New Jack Swing album. Yeah, that was. That was a pop album. That's a New Jack Swing album. It was not better than Control. Does does Teddy Riley make pop or does he make R&B? He makes R&B. And that He basically made a Teddy Riley album. But it wasn't a Teddy Riley album. Like, Teddy Riley didn't produce it. He took took a, a genre of music... And and ran with it, okay. Yeah, but that's so you're so you're gonna say that in your opinion, right now that Bruno Mars's album was better than Scissors' album. Do y'all really believe that? And like we have a, a crew of five people here. Shout out to Modern Marvel. Your opinion is gonna stand on this one. Was Bruno Mars Mars's album better than Scissors'? Depends. Depends oh, on what you're looking for. We well, no, no, it's R and B, rhythm and blues. <laughs> It don't make me say this on the <laughs> air, dog. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. No. Go ahead if you truly believe. Matt. Now, okay, I'm. I, I'll keep it a thousand with you, right? And this is just me, my interaction with music. That that out al- that Scissor album is directly linked to an old relationship that I was in. <laughs> and the Bruno Mars album just has a bunch of bangers on it. I would still say, you know what, Scissor musically probably had the better album but bruno mars's album had more far-reaching like it touched more people Mm -hmm. and it had way more bangers yeah it had Had more more bangers it definitely had more bangers it was something that was more critically known than sis's album unfortunately as much as she's she's fucking amazing don't get me wrong i love her with you on critical acclaim when you're talking about and you're talking about in the space of r&b yeah. That album. Wait, wait. We go through this. We can quickly go through this album. Supermodel. I know this is gonna hurt for you, King. Supermodel. Love Galore. Doves in the Wild. Love Galore was kind of trash. Drew Bar- Huh? Love Galore was kind of trash. That's because you uh, you probably just not into the trap shit. What do you mean the trap shit? Because that, that was that the weakest is, song on the album. That's the weakest song on the album and still a, and a, a great song. It's trash. B. Okay, I feel you on your opinion on that. Doves in the Wild. Drew Barrymore. Prom, The Weeknd, Gogina, probably one of the least less in Garden Say It Like That, Broken Clocks, Anything, The Wavy Interlude, Normal Girl, Pretty Little Birds, that really feels like a love ballad, and you re- I really thought that as I was going. Yeah, but Isaiah this is all your opinion. This Dude, is I'm what just, it is. I'm, but I'm, I'm just saying I mean, that But I'm asking an opinion right here. Yeah, and are I you, mean. Are you really, do you think that 24 Karat Magic was better than Control? No, personally not. But that's my personal opinion. It's not what the population. I am not popular. I'm not my musical <laughs> taste is not okay, popular. But I'm not gonna. So like, I'm not gonna. What count. I listen to is very different from what everyone else. Like I know people who were like, "Yo, I fuck with Bruno Mars." Word. And his that album, people were like, "Yo, that is one of his best fucking." <laughs> albums. It was First an off, amazing so album. Was it a great? R&B yes, album. Yes, it was an R&B album. The better you, question was Scissor's R&B album the best R&B album of last year. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it you wasn't can make the an argument best. for something else probably. 
24 Karat Magic, Freudian uh, by Daniel Caesar, Let, Ro- Let Love Rule by Lettucey, Gumbo by PJ Morton, Feel the Real by Music Soul Child. Control wasn't even nominated. What the hell was I just looking at then? Because I see, oh, you know what? They put Control under Best Urban Contemporary Album. Yeah. Which is Get different from R&B. Fuck which is different from R&B. Fuck the R&B here. album, See, the, R- the R&B category is, is 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 the R&B category tends to be more like R&B and the urban contemporaries just like motherfuckers just sing. Fuck out of here. I'm just saying. I know I get it. I'm not mad at you. I'm just saying, like, look at the He's look at the, at the description. Like, yeah, the industry it's just is sad. Their audience is very small. So very why small. if we're talking yeah. about an audience that's so small? And hip hop over the last thirty years has not been able to cater to that audience. Why try? I, I, but they, they don't. So Sid's they album don't, came though. out that year. They don't. And that that, oh, I love Sid's album. That was my favorite album of the year. Sorry. That was my favorite. But I'm just I'm saying, like, petty. but I think that people put more emphasis, especially in hip hop and like urban music, is the BET Awards awards more than more so they i feel not like put emphasis on the beat i feel like more people are excited about the beat no. yeah for the performances no, nobody can no. if you have a Literally BET award, just cipher, nothing else it's a it's a it's a yeah. shame this what i this what i would say right so we're all we're all looking and we're trying to figure out what is the meaning of these awards should we give a fuck about it doesn't mean anything to the culture um i think once again it's just stats it's like Yo, this song went platinum. It's just stats. Like at the end of the day, we're using this either to rank people or not to rank people, or giving it a certain amount of weight. What it does do is, like, if you're a professional, you want other professionals to have some sort of mark to say, "Oh, that shows that they are professional and they were proficient at being a professional." You feel me? Like playing the NBA, just making an NBA makes you like a high percentage of someone that's excellent at their job, right? There's only like 300 some positions in the world. If you're the top 300 of whatever you do in this planet, you're really good at what the fuck you do, right? And so just making the league is important, but being an all-star differentiates you even more. Being all NBA makes you differentiate you even more. Winning a MVP differentiates you even more. Cats out here, was T-Mac a great player? Yeah. Did he ever win an MVP? No. But it's kind of the same thing with the trophies. Like, this is what we're using to stack each other up. I don't know. Depending on what circles you're in, it means everything or it means nothing. I use your own point. When you're talking about the NBA, when you're actually talking about any professional sports, they use the metrics. They use the, t- the they, they, you can look at the stats themselves. Even with the, the professionals who are voting, they are watching the game. You're talking about journalists that are following the game, executives that are invested in the game. And yeah, there can be some bias there, but ultimately the people who are voting are versed on the options. The conversations about who's winning MVP, who's winning uh, defensive player of the year, who's earning rookie of the year. Those conversations start months. They start now. In a in a uh, for an award show that's going to be in June. I don't think the Recording Academy is doing the due diligence to actually understand these artists and know their work. And if you're not going to do the due diligence, then why do I have to value your opinion on it? The Grammys aren't a rap thing; they're a music thing. And so, if you fancy yourself a musician, you want to be there. You want to accept your accolade because you worked hard for it. 
that's how I look at it. So it's like, all right, this is a music thing. I make music. They want to recognize my music. Yes, thank you. Thank you, because I've worked really hard for people to say, yo, you make good music, because I'm not making this shit just for myself in my room. You feel me? Mm -hmm. With you saying, yo, I don't think their opinion matters. I don't think it's validated. It's not validated to you as a hip-hop dude, but it's valued to the greater overall whole like the layman who does that might not know about like whoever's list that you actually take to heart they don't they might not have ever heard of five mics from the source in the 90s like that might be the only way that they'll be able to say hey maybe this is somebody i should check out because he got nominated for a grammy which is true i think a lot of people look at the grammy nominations and are like who who are these people and you also have to know the people that are voting for this are people who are directors of programming in certain different companies and those people are usually white and they don't really listen to hip-hop it's a very rare like moment where you get a chance to have people that listen to hip-hop vote at the grammys as much as we're having this conversation people that care about rock are having this conversation people that really care about country are having the same conversation because everybody is voting on genres that there are a lot of people voting on genres that they're not ultimately into have intimate knowledge of. Mm -hmm. When people even look at the pop category and they're like, yo, look at all those people that are nominated. But I'm sure three years ago, cats were like, where was BTS? So my boss is voting for the Grammys, right? Hip hop. And he actually really likes to listen to it and he understands it and he's very about it. But then you look at someone who works for Z100 who's going to be looking at it and is going to be voting more pop, you know, unless they're on the pop charts, they're probably not really listening to that type of music, you know? So it's like we're conditioned as programmers. We're conditioned to vote for the genre that we are most in tune with, the ones that we're like working with all year round, you know? So in our minds, we're looking at charts. We're looking at our performance, like what's reaching our audience. But the other genres like rock, or country we could look at and be like oh yeah this looks like it would be popular this guy seems like a guy that i would know and that's what probably happens to hip-hop all the time because we were like oh yeah kendrick he's big or jay-z oh yeah he's and macklemore for that one one year was huge and they're like oh yeah he was hip-hop he was on he was on hot 97 he was on the urban station yeah. so yeah yeah we're just gonna vote everywhere. him in yeah exactly do you think there should be genre specific voting Yes. I would have no interest in voting on country music. Shit, I would fuck Lil Big Time. <laughs> okay. But maybe that we should be just a just a, just an idea. I think that if you are voting, I think that, you know, people should be uh responsible for, you know, the general categories, but you should be able to, to only vote on the specific categories with which you have specific knowledge. But I do have another question for you. Do you think that hip hop continues to be s snubbed because hip hop hip hop is dangerous sometimes? I don't think it's being. Uh, the point I, I want to make on that is uh, looking at the best new artists uh, for this this particular year. Luke Combs, Dua Lipa, which I know the K Marco is rooting for. BB Rexa, Georgia Smith, mm -hmm. Greta Van Fleet, Chloe and Haley, her. Uh, and Margot Price. There are two others that could have been mentioned in this. Takashi 69 and XXXTentacion. Okay, but they have so much backstory to them that they wouldn't put them in the gram. It's too controversial. Wait, that's the, too that's the, but is that a bigger reflection of, of hip hop? No, uh, of not. rap and the, the issues surrounding artists. Here's another question. Is our Takashi and XXX bigger than the other artists you mentioned? 
Bigger I mean, than I Chloe be, and Haley. I can see the ex-assistant Tatiana, unfortunately. He's bigger than But that's only Chloe because he is dead. Well, well we are... Well, we sir, are, well he's the, he, he passed away last year. Well, he was murdered last year in the same way that Mac Miller was passed away. And Mac Miller is swimming. I love swimming. The conversation about around swimming changed completely yeah. after yeah, his passing. Yeah. He passed but away. Always. When we say the same but thing wait, about ex-assistant Tatiana. I would say... That you make a point, but this year is more an anomaly because 2018 was SZA. We had SZA, Uzi Vert, and Khaled nominated. In 2017, we had Anderson Pack. We had Anderson Pack nominated and Chance the Rapper won. 2016 was Nobody. an off year. I'm not going to say 2015, Iggy Azalea. Yeah. 2014, Macklemore beats out Kendrick. Kendrick. Hip-hop. 2013, yeah. Fun beats out Frank Ocean. 12, J. Cole was nominated. And, and Nicki Minaj. Minaj. Frank Ocean ate hip-hop. Esperanza Spalding beats out Drake. Even Justin Bieber. Hold up. How dare you throw shade on Esperanza Spalding? I'm not throwing shade. <laughs> but if we're talking about metrics, if you're talking about popularity. This, it's 2011. Also, Esperanza Spalding is pretty huge. Yeah, she yeah, is. She's, she's phenomenal at everything. Yeah, she's, she's fucking huge. She's like, a fucking big artist. 2018 Esperanza is probably not bigger than 2018 Drake, but the opposite, like 2011 of both of those two. Yeah, this just, is take just, care. This take to, care. Just Drake. to let you know that that her albums have not charted. It doesn't. Wait, are, so are we talking about like how metrics and stats matter, or that they don't matter? No, you're saying that you feel as though hip hop was disrespected. As an example, you used best new artists. We have just given you uh, examples throughout the history of the Grammys where artists were. I would say Little Uzi Vert deserved to be nominated last year. He was at least when it comes to like the hip hop category. When you said, "Do you want to see genre specific voting?" That makes sense to me yep. because we're giving awards to specific genres, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to overall representation and the Grammys, I, to me, it seems as though there's been more and more representation of hip hop because didn't Kendrick Kendrick had that like really famous performance in the Chains and the Shackles fairly recently, and that sticks out to me. And Chance the Rapper was on stage with a whole ass choir. I think that there's been representation throughout history of hip hop. Especially recently when it's kind of the dominant version of pop music right mm -hmm. now. To be honest, at this point, the performances at these award shows matter almost more than maybe not the wins, but the nominations. People having etched in their minds the performances that happen. And that's what they talk about the next day. I'm not saying, like, if it was the Hippity Hoppity Awards, then it would be different. And I'd be like, I would want to see different people nominated for different things. But as far as, like... Some motherfuckers trying to get it right. And as far as like representing like what a bunch of motherfuckers like in Iowa think of hip hop, fairly accurate. You know, I'm never going to be satisfied with it, but about as best as they can do right now. Hopefully it gets a little bit better. But yeah, I think Malcolm Moore should have accepted his award and just walked away. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, To the point about hip-hop and the grammys as a whole how grammys give awards it's numbers sales general like cultural appeal it's also quality of the album that one's objective but similar to how the oscars 
work people campaign for their albums so if they really want a certain thing they'll do like the for your consideration like we have the commercial on tv for the different movies for oscar season so as much as it is about numbers and talent you have to yet also promote promote yourself you gotta advocate for yourself so as far as hip-hop they if they don't win it's possible they don't care it's possible they didn't campaign enough it's also based on the labels the labels also have a certain amount of people that they get to vote for and who they get to vote for so whoever they're promoting at the time are probably going to be getting voted heavily before anybody else which is why uh, alicia cara won best new artist in 2018 for her first album that came out in 2015 yeah that's 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 always been the case though like the labels push and they get the they get and that's why they have their job chance the rapper won best new artist in 2017 come on fam acid rap was how long ago well like then we talk about what i the difference in that is that chance the rapper's Color book was his first official release. Now we're talking about how mixtapes should be. That's a whole lot. Well, well, that's a whole well, no, that's a whole well, no, not that. But it's just like these ratings and these categories like come with their own problems, and everybody's subject to them. In this one instance, I'm not like overly upset at it. I don't think there's like a huge experience. First off, the fact that Little Uzi Vert was even considered for that still blows my mind. Of all the people they could have considered, he was in Target. Yachty was in Target. Damn, I'm watching. <laughs> Yachty was in Target, and Yachty's not oh, even on shit. this list. Yes, Uzi Vert. Now yes. I remember what he looks like now. Exactly. exactly. My final uh, thoughts really is um, about having the conversation about the award show and pushing, quite frankly, pushing uh, our agenda. Uh, and I think that this shouldn't be limited to the um grammys honestly if you look at it the most unbiased award show out there right now is the billboard because they're just looking at the numbers what is your opinion on this on the grammys on award shows on hip-hop in in award shows maybe we should appreciate what we really got and maybe start showing up to accept your rap awards from bet we're interested in hearing about it on our social hkl podcast uh, on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, once again, check out Class of Materials. That spring release should be on its way soon, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he was promoting his pillows today. Pillows. <laughs> pillows. Hip hop pillows. Yeah, check them out at Class of Material And for 2019. Hopefully, I don't have to live this hard not life, but we're sure you're going to make it look easy. Until next time. Peace. Shout out to Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock for being nominated for Best Comedy Albums.